Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Welcome to another podcast of Mother's War on Violence on 89.9 FM. And my name is Yolanda Wallace, and I'll be your host. And today, we have an interesting topic, and we have a returning, our very first returning guest. Her name is Natasha Allen, and um, we are having an interesting topic today, and it is about childhood trauma and the effects, the long-term effects of it. Welcome, Miss Allen. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, what are some of the causes of this childhood trauma? I would say the main causes are violence, um, abuse within families, bullying. Mm -hmm. um, it can be so many different um, components to it. And okay. I think that there's some people may feel, oh, that's not traumatic. But in another person, it will. Yes, this was traumatic for me. So okay. can you yes. give an example of a traumatic experience as a child? Um, I would say a child who grew up in foster care, who maybe was dealing with bullying at school okay. throughout middle school and high school. Okay. So, and they're, as a result, now they're experiencing trauma responses. And what are trauma responses? It's basically how you, it's how your body is, it's attempting to protect itself, but it's like it's um, the trauma response can come out as anger or as you hear someone say something or do or they do something and it triggers you and takes you back to when the tragedy or the trauma occurred okay so, so is that like ptsd mm-hmm there's two the two that this would fall under are ptsd and acute stress disorder um ptsd is when the symptoms have been for i believe longer than six months and then the acute is a month let me see two weeks to a month in duration for those symptoms oh wow mm -hmm. and um and are there any preventative measures or how we can stop it mm -hmm. i think the main thing would be the community um just kind of playing that role of intervention of showing people a different way of life. Okay. Um, I think that's the a main resource. And then maybe that would trickle down into like households and just different, um, you know, environments where trauma occurs. Where we can uh, have an intervention in violence to mm -hmm. prevent some of that. Yes. Yeah, that causes that because there could be uh, bullying within siblings there can be besides school right mm -hmm. there also can be uh, you know 
What about for the elderly? I mean, I'm sure mm -hmm. they probably have some type of thing like that too. You want to speak mm -hmm. to that a little bit? Um, I would say just um, a lot of it is, and especially with someone who's an older adult, they're the generations, they lived differently, they thought differently. Of so course. it could even be when I worked with in hospice, like an 80 year old saying, oh, now all of these memories are coming back. I was, you know, I had to repress them mm. all this time and now they're coming back to me. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That is interesting. And what are some of those signs and symptoms? Of the, like the, just that it's um, resurfacing? Or yeah, or that they're having an attack or mm -hmm. remembering or, yeah. I would say nightmares are common, um, anger, mm -hmm. feeling panicked, and then like your mind flashbacks taking you back to when the trauma occurred. So Wow. So those would be some of the main ones, but it is difficult to without treatment it's hard to maintain relationships employment all okay. of those things because this is very real it's very significant and it's um like i said it can cause a disruption in lives because of it so can, is it easy to identify a person who's experienced that type of childhood trauma that's um, yeah, after assessing and asking a few questions mm -hmm. about generally about childhood, that's when I'm, we're able to see, okay, there's probably, there's a chance of trauma occur that a trauma occurred. Mm -hmm. So just getting that, you know, broad overview and then wanting them to feel comfortable because I know it's hard to just share and um, relive some of those moments, but just, you know, just letting them know that, hey, just give me a brief um summary of your childhood and usually mm -hmm. I can pick out you know something to go off of like if my like if they said oh my father was really mean to me mm -hmm. so then we'll build on that and then we right. find out why she feels he was mean why um right. it ended up feeling like a tr it was a traumatic experience for her and that can also lead into issues when it comes to employment and mm -hmm. working and going to school you mm -hmm. want to speak to that I mean that's yeah, yeah. It definitely can just, you know, just like anxiety or depression, mm -hmm. I feel that if a person is dealing with that diagnosis without resources, it would be very hard to focus at times. It'd be hard to um, express or, I guess, display good judgment because it right. clouds judgment. Okay. And then you're on, it's like you're on a fight or flight mode all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. That's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, so when you're a child at school, if you have those type of issues going on at school and you're being bullied or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, traumatic experiences at home, maybe you're being child abused or neglected or yeah. um, physically or mentally abused, mm -hmm. you would probably be a person that is kind of isolated maybe because... Mm -hmm. either isolated to protect themselves or they may turn into a bully or someone who's aggressive oh. because of how the treatment they've received. <sighs> so is, uh, well, of course, you know, that's why we invited you into the studio because mm -hmm. you are the professional. <laughs> mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> and mm -hmm. you have had, you, you know, you've got lots of experience in dealing with these type of issues. Mm -hmm. Are there some things that 
you know, other people can do if you're, you know, uh, teachers or uh, mentors mm -hmm. or neighbors can do if we see these type of things to help them or is there? Yeah, I would say that any suspicions to report that anonymously and then mm -hmm. also just trying to build that relationship so that you can get them to feel safe and comfortable and open mm -hmm. you know okay this is what's happening at home I haven't told anybody that type right. of thing so okay yeah. and the, yeah because you would have to be kind of like a mandated reporter mm -hmm. to yes if okay. once you hear anything that's questionable or possible um, a child is in an unsafe yes it is you know the mandated reporting and mm -hmm. neighbors wouldn't be but like a teacher or anybody right, else right. would be of, a mandated. in a professional mm -hmm. field okay because yeah. even sometimes in like we were talking about in the in the elderly if you sing you know uh, sometimes I've noticed with um, the elderly having uh, dementia you mm -hmm. know of course that's the elderly but like you said some of those things uh, can resurface from mm -hmm. the past because mm -hmm. in uh, an elderly person's mind when they have dementia they're going back mm -hmm. into their childhood yes. and sometimes yeah okay because I have had some experience uh, in hospice myself mm -hmm. in dealing with families who come through the depression yes Yes. So, and that's that kind of thing that they, they it, to them, it can really be happening right now, even though it's something that happened mm -hmm. back then. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. And uh, what kind of treatment is available for those type of issues? I would say the most effective is the traditional CBT and then also emotional focus therapy and then EMDR is very good for um, and what does that stand for it is eye movement you see desensitization eye movement desensitization I'm trying to remember the whole DSM the <laughs> eye movement desensitization um let's see um there's one more letter but it's like it's a treatment that's based off of both your mind and then you connect your body. There's oh. like butterfly. I think it's called butterfly hugs. It just different okay. things to okay. um, physically and mentally help with. And I do plan on eventually becoming certified in that in EMDR. That would be so. awesome. We would love to hear all that information. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. About how to reach them because mm -hmm. like if you're in a setting with the school and they're having the childhood trauma mm -hmm. in how would I calm that person down? I'm not a professional like you mm -hmm. are or uh you know or 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 an adult, you know, besides mm -hmm. I I've heard that PTSD if you OSF Strive says that you should take deep breaths. Mm -hmm. You yes. know, breathe in and breathe out, mm -hmm. you know, and because um, sometimes the PTSD can cause you to tense up, yes. forget what you're doing, forget what somebody's saying, mm -hmm. and, and, I, and, and then before you know it, you're, you're feeling incompetent. Mm -hmm. Well, I would think the best approach would be just to be very, very calm, to mm -hmm. um, allow that person to speak at their, you know, to share at their pace, mm -hmm. um, having like a non, 
um, threatening right. posture, posture. Mm-hmm. all of those things. And even Put if you are down. scared okay. or uncomfortable, just trying to not portray that to the child or the adult that's in this current like moment that right. they're experiencing. Because yeah. there, there are some kids that go through a shaking moment mm-hmm. and they're just fearful of everything. And yes. you haven't said anything but hi mm-hmm. <laughs> or good morning, you know. Yes. So. Okay. All right. And and what are some resources that we can um, utilize? Are there some websites or there's some, um, NAMI has some good things. Mm-hmm. And NAMI and then just um, our locally, the, the House of Hope with Terry Burns mm-hmm. site, I think that's going to be a very valuable resource for the community. Okay. Um, and they specialize in trauma inflicted from violence and then they also have methods to try to prevent so I think that that is a good resource and just um yeah and of course NAMI and you know just different right I mean like resources to help with that to go Mm -hmm. to if you want self-help some people are not used to going to a support group like they have with NAMI so what other resources are available that can I I would say that just starting with individual therapy Mm -hmm. and then going going from there and then there are occasionally groups offered and if a person's interested they can attend that also but I do think the most important thing is to start with an individual therapy. Okay one-on-one and that would be probably safest because Mm -hmm. not all the time is everybody want to be around everybody discussing that type of stuff so I understand Mm -hmm. that. And sometimes they may never be appropriate for group. You know, it just be, it's always more appropriate to have a one-on-one with some people. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Well, it's, that may be, as strangely as that may be, it kind of relates to, I mean, reminds me of uh, when we have the support group for mm-hmm. the John Buckley Memorial Garden support group. Yes. And not everybody wants to come into a support group. So, mm-hmm. and it could be because of the trauma or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find some people are, because of the big crowds that comes with, you know, after mm-hmm. a traumatic death happens, that they just become so isolated that yes. they just don't want a whole bunch of interactions. Mm-hmm. So I have to do one-on-one with them because in a group setting, it would be a little bit too much stimulation, I think. Yes, you know, so. yes. So it's kind of the same deal with uh, experiencing those uh, people with PTSD and childhood Uh, Trump, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much again, Miss Allen, for coming. And are there any other closing remarks that you would like to add to this? Um, I just feel that this topic is very close and dear to our community. And I just hope that over time we get more just involvement, more Mm -hmm. resources, more support for this problem because Mm -hmm. it is definitely there is violence there's abuse in homes there's all of these things Mm -hmm. happening and we only will be able to help if we know it's happening or if we know you know exactly what's gonna what's effective and what's not going to be effective right and every organization that they have out there are all of them are are good organizations Mm -hmm. but some are more effective than others Yeah. yeah yeah so and i've noticed that um, there even is sexual abuse that has caused some trauma in, in kids as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know the Center for Prevention of Abuse, they have some programs to help 
you know, as it relates yes. to those children and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, um, well, I just want to thank you again for joining us on mm-hmm. our podcast. And, thank you. Um, this is one of the strongholds in mothers' lives mm-hmm. that, you know, in families' lives that we deal with. And I'm glad that you were here to share that with us today. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And thank you for listening to another podcast of Mother's War on Violence. This is your host, Yolanda Wallace, signing out. Thank you.